Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. But just for a context's sake, I'll read <clears throat> from verse 15. Just for context's sake, I'll read from verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit in everything to their husbands. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, I <coughs> confess my inadequacy as we look to your word. I confess that I, I need power from on high. I need wisdom from the scriptures. And I need the Holy Spirit to convict all of us. Of sin. I pray, O oh God, that even as we look at this text, that we may our minds may be refreshed anew, our, our the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened, such that we may see your glorious work and what you have done. Keep my hearers attentive. May you keep me from error. I am but a man, and I need your guidance. And so I humbly ask you be gracious to me, be gracious to all of us. In Jesus' name, Amen. First of all, before we even start the sermon, I have to confess one thing. Uh, this is one of the most hardest texts I've ever had to deal with. It's hard in that there is no straight jacket for me. It's hard in that we live in a day and age that is against such kind of teachings. We live in a day and age that is fighting 
the Christian marriage, the marriage, the, the sanctity of marriage, the holiness of the covenant of marriage. And we live in a day where the feminist movement and the chauvinistic movement is wreaking havoc. So those are my confessions. Last week, being the first Lord's Day of 2021, we ended the section of uh, what Paul was talking about in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 to 21. Although in the original Greek, from verse 15 to 23, it's just one sentence. But if you see in your Bibles there, divisions, subdivisions, I think the translators wanted to sort of, uh, you know, demarcate the, the subsections. But Paul is really talking about the same thing. But in, in verse 20, last week, we looked at thankfulness. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and also the result of a life of gratitude which is submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So last week we looked at gratitude, the posture of the Christian. The Christian should be someone who is thankful to God for everything. Thankful to God in all circumstances. Even, yes, in tribulation. Non-believers, those who are outside of Christ, are always complaining, are always moaning, are always bitter, are always striking, are always poor, justice this, justice that. There's always movements. But the Christian should be thankful in everything. Be thankful. Look at the example of Mr. Elizabeth Elliot, whose husband was murdered by tribesmen who they were reaching out to the girl. They were trying to sort of do them a favor, but they came and murdered the husband. And she was there going back to preach the gospel. <clears throat> Are you grateful? Are you praising God for your trial? And then Paul goes on. The ESV, the, 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 the version that I'm using, moves on to a subsection. A subsection which really is, a, is actually talking about the same thing. If you connect from verse 21 to 22, verse 21 says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So there is the theme of submission. Then it goes on to the family. Paul is concerned of the, uh, of the family, of the Christian family. From verse 22 to 33, he is addressing the relationship between husband and wife. Husband and wife in Christ. And so the, 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 the title of my sermon today is Wives Submit to Your Husbands. And the three points I want us to First of all is the abiding instruction, second of all the accompanying illustration, and the third thing is the authority to imitate. The abiding instruction. Paul says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Verse 22. 
shepherds and not men in general. So he, there's, a, there's a, 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 a specific designation to the people that he is actually addressing. That is husbands and wives. This is very important. Why? Because Paul is not addressing, he's not saying that every woman should be submissive to every man like they are submitting to their own husbands. Or, or that every man should love every woman like they would love their wives. There's, there's a distinction, there's a difference, there's a separation. It's not the same. I am not supposed to be going around demanding submission from women who are
Friends, this is not the design of the family. Paul is, is saying that this needs a reformation. And friends, the reason why Paul is writing this way, why does it need a reformation, is because 2,000 years ago, we see that the problem was there 2,000 years ago when Paul was writing, but also the problem was before that. It was seen in Genesis chapter 3. When sin entered the world and sin jumbled up everything as we know it. Sin entered through one man. You immediately see that after Adam and Eve are cast out of the garden by God, and there's, there's a cherubim that is set on the garden to, to guard the garden for them coming in. You see that in chapter 4 of Genesis, there's the first cry. Cain and Abel. The world was now corrupt. When, when mankind disobeyed God, the world became corrupt. And I don't think we think about these things enough. I don't think we even grasp the, the radical nature of, of the depravity of man. How sin, the, the sin nature corrupts an individual. Such that, you know, we find ourselves in a situation. <coughs> what happens if you read Genesis? The flood did not fix anything. Man was still sinful. Remember, Noah was righteous. He was preserved, him and his family and the animals. And God said, go into the ark. But still after that, Noah came out and, and, and got drunk with wine. And his children saw him in his nakedness. And there, after that, there was a curse of the son who, who, who saw the, the, the dad in his nakedness. In chapter 34 of Genesis, we see the first rape case in the Bible. Where Shechem raped Dina, the, the, the daughter of Jacob and Leah. And friends, such is the corruption of the heart. And, and, and as, you, as you see history unfolding, you see that there are male shoulders, men who oppress women, husbands who oppress their wives. And you see also, even as we go on down history, there are now women who are rising up. So there's this tension that is going on. There's this fight that is going on. And Paul is saying, listen, we need a reformation in the house. We need a reformation in the home. It starts in the home. We rise to, the, to those who are in Christ. We have been made alive in him and have a new nature. And he gives the instruction to wives to submit to their own husbands. As, the, as to the Lord. Now, the word sub submit is hupataso in the Greek, which, which means to, 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 to come under, to be subjective, to be submissive. 
to be subordinate. It's also a reflex to, to obey. You see, one thing that is to be said is that this submission is not forced upon the woman. It comes as a result of what Christ has done in the woman's heart. In fact, dare I say, the submission has got nothing to do with the husband. The submission to the husband has got everything to do with the woman's relationship with God. The, the, the submission to the husband has got everything to do with what God has done in the heart of the woman. Now this idea of submission is not only limited to marriage, but also we see it spread across the, 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 the scriptures. You, you see the governing authorities and the citizens. You see of the government, 1 Peter 2 verse 13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme. Romans 13 verse 1 to 2, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist are instituted by God. What about elders and the church? Listen to Hebrews 13 verse 7, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that will be of no advantage to you. So we see that this idea of submission is, 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 is all across the scripture. And it's not limited to wives only, but to human beings. God has created order and hierarchy for a reason. We may not like it, but we must be subjects. We must be subjects. And first, I think this must be said. That this submission that Paul is talking about is has got nothing to do with boyfriend and girlfriend. This Felix, your girlfriend or your fiance should not be submitting to you. She's not your wife. Marry her. If you wanted to be submitting to you, marry the woman. And, and, and this goes to the woman as well. If you want to be led in the, in the way a husband leads his wife and, 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 and gives himself up for her and dies for her and lays down his life for the kids and, and for you, marry. Get married. It, this is all in the context of the covenant relationship of marriage, which is holy. It's holy. It's, it's the highest institution, by the way. Marriage is the highest institution that God has created. Because from marriage comes offspring. From offspring comes your governments. Comes the church. Comes society. And, what, and once the marriage is broken, once the marriage is not functioning well, the home will be broken. And once the home is not functioning well, society is broken. That's why you see society is in the state that is, it is in. The negligence of the home. The negligence of the proper function 
this is what the scripture is teaching. This is not my own idea. This is not even, you know, my own feelings. This is what the scripture is saying. And we see how Paul puts it. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And this unto the Lord means that because of what the Lord has done. And I said earlier on, a wife's submission to her husband is evidence of God's work in the soul. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Likewise, so, so, so the context that Peter is writing to people who are in a marriage covenant, but in marriage, one is, is converted to Christianity, which is the wife. And supposedly the husband is an, is an unbeliever. <clears throat> Listen to this. Likewise, wives be subject to your own husbands. So that even so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning merely be external. The braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Paul is saying that submission is the state of the heart. <laughs> Paul is saying that for a wife, to submit to her husband as unto the Lord, something must have taken place in the soul. It, it doesn't come naturally. It, it doesn't come easy. That's why when you go out there, you meet your relatives. Sometimes you know, I find some conversations with some relatives unidentified. Or even sometimes stumbling. Because you go into this home and you see the wife is insulting the husband, the husband is beating the wife, the kids are scrambling, it is a mess. Because nothing has taken place in their soul. Friends, you might ask me, so Pastor, what are some practical applications of this? And I want to, I want to give it in on the flip side, I want to flip it upside down and talk about the husband instead of the wife's submitting. Listen to what and give what John Piper says. John Piper says the man should take the initiative in family devotions. The woman should be saying, hey, let's have family devotions. If you see the woman saying that, there's a problem. It's either you, she's not submitting to your authority or you have not been leading. He should be taking initiative in the discipline of children. The, the husband should set the tone. I'm not saying that the woman cannot smack the baby or spank the baby. I'm saying the husband should set the tone in the house. He should regulate discipline. He should regulate family devotion. If your house is falling apart, man, 
the Lord's fall on you. <laughs> it is on you. You should be taking the initiative in financial responsibility. The man should be the one who's to be saying, no, uh, babe, let, let, let's go in this direction. And the wife, of course, can question. She can pose some you know, questions. She can say, okay, well, I, I thought we should do this before. Why should we do that? Respectfully, and not as a matter of what some people do, some women do these days, undermining the husband, insulting. Show me your egalitarian view. You show me 
Go back to the scriptures and read. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. We see that the headship that the husband exercises is delegated by God. As Christ's headship over the church was also sanctioned by God. Remember, all authority in heaven has been given to me. That's what Christ said, Matthew 28 and 28. 18 to 20. All authority in heaven has been given to me. Who gave him that authority? God. Therefore, <laughs> go ye therefore. So, in other words, the, the authority that the husband has in the home is given by God. As Christ was delegated authority or given authority by God. But at the same time, we said because it's from God, it should be done the way God has said it should be done. It, the, the headship of, you know, we live in a day and age where we are just anti-authority. The, the moment Zim uh, says, do this, ah, no, this is not for me. Go and ask your woman. Go and ask your husband. 
Now if your husband is not leading, what are you going to ask? If he doesn't know the scriptures, what are you going to ask? Felix, if you don't know the scriptures, your wife will not be able to ask you anything. Because you don't Jesus, as the head of the church, is over the church and head over all. So wives are meant to submit to their husbands. And so, friends, I want us to get the bigger picture here. In church, the delegated authority is to the elders and the pastors. And women are not permitted to preach. Now, their submission to their elders is not the same as wives to husbands. I want you to, I want you to grip that. I want you to understand that. Your, 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 your authority in the pulpit is limited to the, to, to the church. <clears throat> I have no authority whatsoever to go to my tomb's house and demand submission the way the husband's husband is the first ministry. I hope you understand that. We, we can talk more on that because I told you this is a complicated verse, complicate, complicated text, but I hope we're getting something. I want us to see thirdly the authority to imitate. The authority to imitate. From verse 22, 22 why submit to your own husbands as the Lord as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and, and, is, and is himself the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Friends, that is the authority that we <clears throat> are to imitate. Here lies the authority well imitated. Here is the pattern wise are to live by and follow. The pattern set forth by Christ himself as the church, which is the bride of Christ, submits to Christ, so the wife submits to the husband. It's a, it's a beautiful picture. The, the, the church of God, which is the bride of Christ, submits to Christ. Christ has, of course, delegated authority in the elders, but we submit to Christ. We don't submit to, uh, in, in, in terms of the sphere of the church, Caesar has no say in the church. Even the bishops cannot regulate the church. The church is regulated by Christ, and we have the scriptures as the guides. That is why if an elder preaches heresy, or if an elder preaches error, the church can stand and say, man, what you're preaching is wrong. Repent. We live in a day and age where people think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm above authority. I'm above being called out. The church is Christ's Right. It belongs to Christ, not to me. Doesn't belong to anyone else but 
The church belongs to Christ.
as we see what the Apostle Paul says here. Listen how reformation and transformation begins in the home. Then you can influence your neighbors. Then societies. Then governments. And not to forget just after the home, the church. And all are broken because the Bible has been pushed aside. It's called an old book. And say, no, let's just do things our way. And the consequence of doing things our way is that, friends, we have broken homes, broken relationships, broken marriages. Fatherlessness. <laughs> Motherlessness. Not because the parents died, but because they failed to heed the scriptures. And friends, there's only one solution. And the solution is, is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once men and women begin to understand the whole scope of things and to see themselves as sinners, as hypocrites, as those who are liars, cheats, thieves, those who are uh, God-hating, they will begin to see the Savior of the world. When, when texts of Scripture are read, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son. You, when you grasp who you are, and you see the glory of God, in the incarnation of God, God becoming man, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, born of a virgin, conceived of the Holy Spirit, born under the law, sinless, obeyed God, even to, to, to the cross, actively and passively, we, we will see that once we believe in that Jesus, our hearts will And the Holy Spirit of God will apprehend us and change us from the inside out. The friends, there's only people who believe that there's no such thing as a human being being transformed to a new creature. Now, say, read the scriptures. Think of the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus to go and bind Christians in Acts chapter 9. And he was met. And that meeting, that coming together, changed his life. And what did he do afterwards? He's the same one who's writing Ephesians. <laughs> the same single man, who never got to marry, is the one who's telling people, submit, wives submit to your the gospel and, and if you are if you're not a believer this morning if you know that 
you don't know Christ, if, if in your heart of hearts you know that, listen, I am not a Christian. I, I don't know Christ. My, my life is a mess right now because everything is going pear-shaped. I'm in sin. I'm depressed. I, I don't know what to do. Jesus in Matthew chapter 11 verse 24 going onwards talks about come to me all you, you who labor and I have let me return to that text and I'm close with that text Matthew 11 Matthew 11 verse 28 Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is a this is a command. This is a, an invitation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I have no. Remember the cross. Remember the same.